beautiful friends. Welcome to the Arise to Life podcast, where we share real and raw conversations about our sometimes crazy, but always beautiful kind of lives. I'm Madison. Hey, it's Jill. It's me, Sarah. And hey, it's Ashlyn. And we are so excited that you're joining us today. Our desire is to encourage every girl in every season to arise to the abundant life that is waiting for her. Whether you're wrestling your toddlers or having a cup of coffee, we're here to come alongside of you and share the ups and downs of our faith, friendship, and everything in between. Welcome to episode two, everybody. We're so excited to be here today. Madison, what are we talking about today? So today we are talking about obedience, okay? And James 1.22 says, do not merely listen to the word, do what it says. And for me, at least, obedience can be a really hard topic because sometimes I want to obey and then sometimes I don't. And that's just the flesh side of me. There might be things that are really easy for me to obey and then there are things that are really hard that I just don't want to do, even if I know the Lord's telling me to do them. Yeah, it's really easy to hear the word and to hear what the Lord's telling us to do. But that second part of that verse, to do it, that action step, it's it takes a lot to take that step of action and do what the Lord's telling you to do. Yeah, and if you think about it, the enemy doesn't care if we study the Bible or if we have Bible studies. What he cares about is the application we put to it, right? So that's James one twenty two is not to be doers of the word or not to be hearers of the word yeah. and not doers. So he that's what he he doesn't want us to do, right? Right. So when we get called or when we get something to be obedient to, the first thing we have to do is take action, and mm-hmm. it's usually repent. He yeah. doesn't want us to do that. Yeah, and there are different action steps that we kind of have to take. And you don't realize that once you're thinking of obedience. For me at first, it was like, oh, I'm just going to listen and obey. But there are really steps that you have to take before you can be obedient. And that first one that we have to do is we have to know who God is and what his voice sounds like, because we're not going to be obedient to someone or something if we don't know what they sound like, or we don't know who they are. We're going to be a little kind of on the fence about it because we don't trust him yet, you know? Yeah, and a way that we figure out what his voice sounds like is spending time with him and figuring out, like like Jill has said many a times, he, she knows if her kids call her from a strange number and it's her children, she knows regardless of what number they're from because she talks to them all the time. And so we have to familiarize ourselves with um, just his voice, with the Holy Spirit, and just um, really get in tune with um, his voice to know exactly what he's saying to us. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I don't expect my kids to just know what to be obedient about, I tell them. And that's what God does for us too. He doesn't just leave us out here to just question what are we supposed to do. He wants us to know. He wants us to hear his voice. And the way that we do that is like you said, being in the word every day. We're not going to hear from him if our ears are close to what he's trying to tell us to do. Yeah, you're right. And we have to talk to him. We have to call on him. Jeremiah 33 3 says, call to me and we will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. So we have to call on him. We have to actually talk to him and he can answer our prayers without us talking to him. You know, like he, and a lot of times he does. There, there are things that I may not physically ask him or talk to him about, but he still answers my prayers and he still provides for me. But he wants us to come to him because then that shows that we do trust him and that we do know that he is the one God that can do everything that we need. I think one thing that's difficult, too, is we already have this preconceived idea, maybe, or thought of what um, like what the Lord's going to say. And then so when he answers us and it's not that, 
um, it's really easy to be disobedient mm-hmm. because it's not what we expected or it's not what we want. And um, I don't know, it's just that preconceived idea of like we pray to pray to God about something and then we get a different answer than what we thought. And it's like, oh, maybe, you know, like it keeps you from stepping out in faith and in a- taking the action step because it's not fleshly what we want. Right. Yeah. And I like that you, you know, you talked about stepping out on faith because that's what we have to have. We have to have faith that he is going to answer our prayers. Even whenever we don't want to be obedient, he's still going to provide for us. He's still going to just show us what we need to do, even if it's not something that we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So Jill, I know we were talking the other day and you said, you said that you had in your past, there was something that you love to do. But you knew the Lord was telling you to step away from it, and you didn't want to. So can you tell us about that? Yeah, so when I first surrendered my heart back to the Lord, I was living my dream job. I was an online fitness coach with this company that I worked really hard to become a coach for. Um, They had no idea who I was, and it was like this big deal that they sought me out and asked me to come on there. And so literally my dream job. And when I surrendered my heart back to God, he asked me to quit. And I, dra- I was dragging my feet. I didn't want to. And then I finally took the plunge and I quit that job. And I was like, all right, let the blessings come. <laughs> you know, they're going to pile on <laughs> me now. But that's not really what happened. Um, and, and I will say, as I look back, there was blessing after blessing that the Lord piled on me. But really what happened is I, I went into a season of extreme difficulty. Um, I got pregnant and had a miscarriage. My mom was diagnosed with cancer um, and soon after passed away. And it was a very long, hard, devastating season that I went through after that step of obedience. But In that season, God was doing things in me that there is no other way he could have done those things. He produced perseverance in my heart. He produced character in me. And I couldn't have gotten those things had I not went through those experiences. So, you know, I think that it's so easy to think, okay, you know, with obedience comes blessing. And it's so true. But also with obedience comes difficulty. And a lot of times the blessing comes in the refinement and the things that God is doing through those difficult circumstances. And when you know God's character, like we were talking about earlier, you can look back at your situation and see if he would have, if those things would have been presented to you before you gave your heart back to him, they would have been unbearable, right? Mm -hmm. But he knew the timing. He knew how to prepare your heart to get you back, and he did before. And then he gently walked with you beside those things. Yeah. And I love how you said that, like, in the time, in the timing of this hard season of your life, they didn't look like blessings to you. Mm -hmm. But God's Mm -hmm. ways are so much greater than ours. And so um, we can know and trust that he knows what's best for us. And even when we feel like things aren't going great, that he's like molding and like paving the way um, just, you know, however he sees best. And so I love how you said you can look back and see the blessings when in the moment you couldn't. Um, But but whenever you get to the other side of that and the other, um, you know, and you're looking back on it, I just love how you said those things that maybe didn't look so great, like you can see where the Lord brought you through and the things that he taught you in those hard times and how that really was, um, you know, those things were blessings in disguises maybe. 
Yeah, and now, I mean, I see the blessing anytime a sister comes and, and shares that she's struggling through a miscarriage. I had no idea how hard that was um, until I went through it myself. And so now I know, you know, there's a verse in the Bible that says he comes alongside and he comforts us in our trouble so that then we can comfort mm-hmm. others. Yeah. And it truly happens. That's what he does. Like, I know now what it feels like to be comforted in that situation. So now I can comfort other people. And that's just another aspect of obedience, using those things that you went through to bring him glory. It's just trusting him. Like he's preparing the heart of the women that are coming to you before they even come to you. Yeah. And so I love Galatians 6, 9, because it says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So courage, perseverance, just everything you talked about. And I was listening to a podcast the other day and he was talking about, he said, obedience is, always triggers opposition and it's so true like what you just said because that's exactly what satan doesn't want and it's spiritual warfare every time every time we are obedient we should expect opposition to come yeah, every single right. time mm-hmm. yeah. because like sarah said earlier about getting in the word he doesn't care if you get in the word you know satan he doesn't care but what you do with it after that is what he cares about he doesn't want you to go out and tell others about your testimony. He wants you to keep it bottled up inside. So that's something, and spiritual warfare is a whole nother podcast, Mm -hmm. I think. It's a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. But that is something that whenever you know, okay, if I'm going to be obedient, I know that the devil's going to attack, and then you can go get in your word, and then you can can be ready to fight back. You can go into battle against him, and you're going to win every time whenever you are obedient to God. And, And like Sarah and I were talking about that, that time between reading your Bible or um, hearing what you're supposed to do and actually making that first step, that's comfortable um, staying in that spot. And so the enemy wants you to be right there where, yeah. where you think you're doing good by being in the Bible studies and, and hearing. And, and But until you do, that's not that's partial obedience, which right. I know you're going to talk about, yeah. and um, which is disobedience. And so like that, the enemy wants you to be right there where you think you're all right, where you're tiptoeing that line, but you're not in full surrender to the Lord because... True obedience is when you're fully surrendered to whatever God's calling you to do. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's where he'd want us. He wants me to read my Bible and then not do anything with it. Mm -hmm. Because that's when he brings shame and guilt and strongholds into my life that makes me feel unworthy. And there's no heart change. There's no heart change when you're not applying it. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that you talked about partial obedience. Because a lot of times we think that, okay, God told me to do this. So maybe if I do it my way a little bit, then it'll still be okay. Because it's kind of what you told me to do, but it's in my timing in a sense. And there are just there's different stories in the Bible that make me think of that. One of them are Abraham and Sarah. And so he was also obedient, but there was a time in his life when the Lord told him, you will have a child, right? And he was impatient. He and his wife, Sarah, they got impatient and they took matters into their own hand. And they weren't being completely disobedient. In their sense, you know, they thought they weren't. They thought they were just helping God along, right? But really, their partial obedience was disobedience. But I love how in that disobedience that God still provided for them. You know what I mean? And it makes me think of Adam and Eve, too. In the very beginning, they were the first sinners. And they were they were disobedient. You know, they, they did what God told them not to do. But He still provided for them in their needs. You know, they ate the apple they realized they were naked. And Sarah and I were talking about this the other day. Even in their disobedience, he immediately met them where they were, 
met them in their sin, and provided for them. Because that's just who he is. He still loves us. And I'm so grateful that that's the kind of God we serve. Because, man, if we could count how many times we mess up in a day, you know, and and he uses it for our good. He takes the very worst horrible things that we do, the very worst parts of us, and he uses it for our good. And that's just the kind of grace that he has. It's just so grateful. Yeah. Yeah. And so I want to talk about obedience. You know, what are some of your guys' favorite, um, just different stories that have happened in the Bible that talk about obedience? I think of Noah. Um, You know, I just kind of shared my story a little bit and how God said, go. And then when I went, how everything got hard. And, you know, you kind of skim over the story of Noah a little bit, but there's a lot in there that was hard. Um, you know, there had never been rain. Yeah. Right. Like, it didn't exist. Yeah. And so, you know, he's going around telling everybody, it's going to rain, mm-hmm. you better get on this boat, and everybody's... Like, we've all been around yeah. people like that. Like, you do not You're know what crazy. you're crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Sarah, you know? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's been 20 minutes with Sarah. Wait. Know about, you know about Noah. <laughs> this is a whole nother level. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But no, he was ridiculed, um, you know, and he was made fun of a lot. And then, you know, he has to do the hard labor of building the ark um, while everybody's making fun of him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, But then he gets on the ark and he's down there for a year, you know, with all these animals. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, one thing that we really don't think about is. After that year, the ark lands on the mountain and he comes out and the world as he knew it is just gone and he has to rebuild. And, you know, you think of bodies probably scattered and skeletons and Mm. you know what I mean? Like he had to rebuild from nothing and all of that was hard. But in Genesis 9-1, it says, then God blessed Noah and his family. Um, And so, you know, there were blessings that came through all of that. We don't know exactly what God was doing in Noah on that boat, but we know that the physical blessing, the obvious blessing came after he endured all that hardship. Um, And I just love that. Can you imagine like how his faith grew? You know, like he obviously had great faith anyways, because to do, to build a boat after no rain, you know, Mm -hmm. that takes faith. But you know, like when the rain started, I just like, I'm trying to picture what he's thinking about. Like when the rain started, you know, it was almost like but the expectancy he had, like he mm-hmm. knew that everyone yeah. else thought he was crazy, mm-hmm. yeah. but he still expected God well, to provide the rain. And you know? he questioned, you know, he had to question it himself. Oh, yeah. He's like, I mean, you know, when he got alone, he's building this ark. He's like, there ain't no rain. Like yeah. he's mumbling. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm nuts. He's like, not why am I doing the attacks of the enemy? Yeah. Right. He's not. Yeah, and so, right. you know, that he's like been like the, the enemy's like. You're crazy. Like, what yeah. if you're wrong? But what if you're wrong? The yeah. enemy loves yeah. to do that. Yeah. What if? But what if what you're if wrong? Was. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I think an answer to that, like, I know that there's a lot of what if questions we don't have an answer to, but I think in that one, when we're trying to step out on an obedience and we're thinking, what if I'm wrong? I think the answer to that is God's going to redirect your steps. Exactly. If he knows your heart yeah. is that you're trying to be obedient and you're just stepping forward to thinking, I think this is what I'm supposed to do and I'm going to step forward in faith and you're wrong, he's just going to redirect you your steps. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what I say too, when, like talking about the Holy Spirit, like wondering like, was that the Holy Spirit speaking mm-hmm. to me or not? Like, if the Lord knows my heart and he knows that my desire is to go and do exactly what his spirit wants me to do, if I do make that wrong decision, then the Lord's not going to slap me on the wrist and like say, oh, sorry, your calling's done because yeah. you didn't do it right. Like he's going to pave the way for me and just redirect me to where um, he needs me to be because he knows that my heart is to do exactly what he desires for my life. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, the person I think of is Joseph. So 
we were talking about this and I was telling the girls it's Joseph and they're like, oh, Joseph in like the coat of many colors or so this is Joseph, like Jesus's dad, Joseph. Okay. Mm-hmm. So whenever he was born, they went and they went to Bethlehem and then the Lord gave him or the angel came and gave him a dream. Right. And it said, so Matthew two thirteen said when they had gone an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. And then 14 says, so he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt. So when you think about that, it kind of sounds easy. Like, okay, so he got up. But for me, when I put that in my shoes, so if it was me, I would think, it's the middle of the night. Like, I'll probably, let's just wait till morning. You know, the baby's asleep. Mary's asleep. Let's wait till morning and then we'll go is what I would have said. But if he would have done that, if he would have been partially disobedient, you know, his plan was to go, but he was going to wait a little bit until it was more convenient for him, then they would have been dead. You know, no more Jesus. But because he was immediately obedient, he went and then... The rest of the Lord, just his plan was laid out because of his obedience. And then that makes me think like, what our obedience, one act of obedience, what it could do, his one act of obedience, it, I mean, it saved all of us, you know, it went down all these thousands of generations. So what can your one act of obedience do to change the world? You know, whether you may think it's small, but really any act of obedience, it's huge. And when I put myself in his shoes, I can, I can literally like think of times where I'm like, okay, Lord, I know you said go, but give me a sign. (laughs) I need a sign. You know what I mean? Like, give me a sign that that was a sign. You know, like I'm always like, you know, like trying to, I don't know, but if he would have done that, like you said, it would have been too late, you know? And so, um, I heard a message somewhere, I believe it was James River, um, Pastor John, but he just said, you can know that if the Lord says go, like that's the Lord. Like if he whispers, if you feel the need to go, go to someone, go, you know what I mean? That it's the Holy Spirit leading you there. And so like, I know like that was Joseph so in tune with the Holy Spirit that he just like, yeah, exactly. I've seen you with your kids nap time. You wouldn't go. <laughs> Believe in your friends. It's a whole new ball game. <laughs> but that's why he. I mean, that's why I wasn't Mary. I mean, honestly, <laughs> Jesus is napping. We're not gonna go. All the moms quiet with your dreams. Yeah. All the moms listening can napping. relate. I it think, was right? just a dream. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk about it in the morning. <laughs> oh. Okay. So the story that I think of when I hear obedience is about Jacobin. Um, and you probably are all like, who in the world is Jochebed? Because that was me not too long ago, and that's how I like figured out who she was. So Jochebed is Moses's mom. And um, like, real it- quick, if you don't know <laughs> who this is, so Sarah, I was talking to Sarah, and I was like, um, Ash just texted her person that she's talking about on obedience, and is it bad that I have no idea who this is? I mean, all three of us looked it up, guys. So. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. it wasn't long ago, like, we had a study at Post, and somebody, like, I don't even know, Sarah Madison, you guys were in my group, but Jochebed got brought up, and I was leading the group, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna look this up, because I don't even know who Jochebed is, so this is, like, a new discovery for us all, and I just love it, like, um... The story of Moses, I mean, many of you know it, you know, so um, Jochebed had to put Moses in a basket and send him down the river, and I just, like, put myself in her shoes, and it would be, I don't think I could do it, if I'm going to be really yeah, honest, yeah, you know right. what I mean? If if the Lord told me, put your kid in a basket and send him down the Nile River, the Nile yeah. River, like, it's known for, like, all these, you know, like, bad things, you know, and, like, 
I don't know. I just, I don't think I could do it. So that acted obedience theirs alone. And then what I love about this story is the obedience um, led to this blessing that mm-hmm. um, Moses ended up um, in the Pharaoh, down to Pharaoh's daughter, got him from the river. And they said, this baby is crying. Like we need to go get um, someone to nurse her, nurse him. And they went and got Jochebed. So Jochebed gets paid to nurse her own son what and raise him. And like, you know, like there was a, yeah, yeah what a dream. All the, all the nursing moms say amen. Um, but like, I don't know. I just love that, that her obedience led to such a blessing in her life. You know, she didn't have to say goodbye to her son because the Lord brought it full circle and she was able to be mom to that, to Moses, you know, and it's just, it's just a pretty incredible story. Yeah. It is. It truly is. Yeah. So who's yours? Who do you got, Sarah? Um, my person is Hosea. And I thought of it I, after you were talking, Ash, about the love and how generous God is that he got to do that for Moses' mom and she had to raise her son. And I'm just like, man, he has so much love for us that he like literally let her raise her son. So I'm going to talk about Hosea because it is a true love story in the Bible, right? But like he called Hosea and said, you're going to go marry this girl, and I'm going to, Jill, don't get mad at me, but I'm going to paraphrase in Sarah's way. She's a little cray-cray, and you're going to go marry her, <laughs> and you're going to go find her. And he went, and he married this woman who was unfaithful throughout their whole marriage, and right? And the Lord told him that she was going to yes, be unfaithful yeah. he told her, before they married. But in the end, he goes he goes and he finds um, Gomer, which is mm-hmm. who Hosea marries, and he, he buys her back, but he just shows his his undying unchanging love for Hosea but had Hosea not been obedient had he said no what God this is too much this is too hard for me this isn't how I intended marriage to be this isn't how I intended my love to go out whatever um had he done that he God wouldn't have won his people back right Yeah. yeah and his promises are yes and amen and I love how he like every story it's constant perseverance like everything we've talked yes. about it's faith and it's perseverance and they're calling on the Lord for help when they need it and I, yeah it's just awesome and I like and I know you've already said it Madison but like every single one of these people that said yes to the Lord in obedience endured trials yeah they all did they all did but all of them also reaped a great harvest of blessings you know what I mean and so like Madison already said like there will be trials saying yes doesn't lead to like this um you know stress-free life it doesn't yeah Yeah. Um, and I think of even our story like God asked us to start this podcast and you know it's been difficult like with you know we all just kind of went into busy seasons and we've had sick kids and sick husbands and every single time we plan to meet it seems like something comes Mm -hmm. um but we've persevered and we've always you know been able to actually come but we have to push through in order to get to that point where we're here recording because this and that has happened and i want to add something about obedience um we were watching a bible show with nugget a while back and i was decorating cookies but i was listening and when i noticed he went through i it was the Lego movie. Like, he went through Moses and a bunch of people. But what I noticed was it didn't matter what they had done in their past. The It didn't matter what their background looked like, where they came from. The only thing that mattered was when they said yes was their obedience from then on. Mm-hmm. So, like, he, you know, he can do whatever with your past, right? Yeah. And so that makes me think, like, I was just thinking in my head as you were saying that about a time when, 
JD and I, we were disobedient to God. There was a time in our lives not too long ago that we felt um, like we were supposed to be tithing consistently, and we weren't. You know, we were at a place financially where, to us, our flesh, it didn't make sense to tithe consistently. You know, we would every once in a while and all these things, but we knew, I mean, the Word says the Lord was telling us you need to tithe consistently, and we weren't. And then... We um, got these new job positions, and then we just felt like we could not ignore the Holy Spirit any longer. We, we were just feeling Him so much stronger, telling us, you have got to tithe consistently. Like, this is an act of worship, and you're not worshiping me in the right way. So, we were finally obedient, and we decided to start tithing consistently. And within four months of that, we got two unexpected blessings from that. And so, it just shows, like you said, you can be disobedient. And But the moment that you, and he'll still provide for you in your disobedience, you know, he will. But the moment that you turn to him and you say, okay, you know, I'm going to be obedient. I know you're telling me what to do. You know, he'll provide for you even greater than you could ever imagine. So I'm going to call you guys out. Is there any, it can be small, you know, it doesn't have to be anything. Is, is there any time that you are disobedient that you want to share about? How much time we got? <laughs> I mean it can be small like we talked about last time with our podcast we were disobedient for a while you know what I mean like we were talking about it and we just we weren't we didn't do it like we were supposed to right away you know with our name and everything and then finally when we were the Lord showed up and he blessed us with the name and 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 everything tried so hard like to like keep us from it you know and um i think that's to be expected like when you have when you know that when you figure out a calling the enemy's going to do whatever he can to keep you from yeah walking in yeah that. absolutely yeah so i'll share a thing so you know i'm thinking about me and ashlyn were just talking about this in the car um i'm thinking about you know if i tell my teenager like i want you to go clean the living room and he goes to clean the living room but he stomps off and he starts slamming things around and he's got a bad attitude while he's doing it I'm gonna be like you get back in here and you do this the right way you know and so when you know just recently God has asked me to step out and share uh, a teaching at Ashes to Beauty and actually now that you guys are listening to this I've already done it (laughs) so hopefully I did okay but um you know I really kind of resent that calling I get really nervous and anxious when I'm speaking in front of people and so all this time like I know that that's part of what God is asking me to do and what he's calling me to do and I feel like I've been doing it with an attitude that says I'll go if I have to but I'm going to not have a good attitude and I'm going to throw a fit the whole time I'm doing it and guys that's not obedience you know that's not what God wants for us he wants us to take joy in the things that he's asking us to do and he wants me to take joy in the things that he's calling me to do so that's my thing that I want to share tonight that you know it's not necessarily like I was being obedient as I was doing it but as a father I don't think that he saw it that way and I think too if we're not careful we'll be wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years Mm -hmm. grumbling until we fully consider to or consider surrender to what he's called us yeah 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 that's right so I'll share one that I'm currently walking through that I've been fighting for a long time I hate to admit it but it's true um God has placed it on my heart to take better care of my my health you know and it's not necessarily to even 
lose a bunch of weight to look better. It is just so that I can be a vessel for longer. And he has placed it on my heart and I know it's there and I will take the steps like for a minute and then it gets hard and mm-hmm. Sarah backs off. Yeah. Or I get busy or distraction comes in, whatever, you know, but I know that he has placed it on my heart and I'm kind of walking through that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's hard and it makes I'm kind of I don't I get to where, like, for me, like, I stress eat. You know what I mean? So then it's like, like, the other day, the Lord was like, so who are you putting your, what's the word? Who are you putting your confidence in? You know what I mean? You're trusting, you know? Whenever you're going through the stressful time, like, are you going to the word? Are you praying to me? Are you talking to me? Or are you going to food to satisfy your need? You, you know trust what I that mean? Snickers more than I'm you trust right. Guys, right. I'm ready for this to be a topic. You guys know I'm passionate oh, about this. Yeah. Part. yeah. 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 Don't even start. <laughs> I am ready. Yeah, Sarah, you kind of talked about one that you are currently walking through. And I think that's, um, when I think about just a time of disobedience, it's like, I just can't think other than kind of a time that I'm walking through now, just like, I feel like I know what the Lord's calling me to do, and I keep thinking about all the things that would be different if I did that, and it, it's like, I don't know, it's just holding me back, and um, I'm trying not to drag my feet. It's like, um, you know, with me and my husband, at one point in time, he was yes, and I was no, and now I'm yes, and he's no, or vice versa, and it's just like, we both know what the Lord's calling us to and telling us to do, but it's so easy, and the enemy, like, I feel like puts a big flashing light around all the things that you're going to, that's going to change and that's going to be different and Mm -hmm. what you're going to maybe miss out on and you'll focus on what you're going to miss out on. But, um, in reality, like the blessing of what you're going to receive outweighs that by a million times. And it's like, I know all of these things, but it is so like we've talked about all night, the action of saying yes and going is so difficult and saying this you know like I think about all the people that maybe all the girls that are going to listen to this or whoever they're like oh man these girls are good at saying yes and stepping and going and it's hard Mm -hmm. and all of us here if we had time could tell you about probably something that we're walking through in this very moment that the Lord is guiding us to or directing us to and it's not easy to say yes to Okay, so as we close today, just want to remind you that we have to know what God's voice sounds like. Then we have to call on Him, talk to Him. We have to have faith in our trials when we are being obedient. And then we have to have courage and persevere. So we just want to say thank you guys for listening to our podcast. Before we hop off, I want to give all of you girls a chance to win an exclusive Arise t-shirt. We have had a lot of girls reaching out to ask us if we're selling these t-shirts. And as of right now, you can only get one if you win. Um, And so we want to offer this just to those who listened. Um, So if you go to your Facebook, Instagram, whatever social media, and you share on your story or your feed and tag a rise to life because we won't know you shared it unless you tag us then we will enter you into a chance to win one of our t-shirts um we will be announcing that giveaway uh two weeks after our podcast launches so just go and, and share that episode the episode of obedience and we will be drawing to win but we just want to say we love you guys so much we're so excited that you listened um and you know, what is it that God is asking you to be obedient to? Whatever it is, go do it.